There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, because you got the minutes right there. So there's bots on Facebook. Yeah, or they just those fake accounts, normally women with like some random names, normally like two names just put together randomly. And well, what that. tells you that they're fake? They have no pictures, no wall. What is, what is it? Like I don't, I can't, I it's, don't it's, even know how to spot a fake on message. Facebook. It's the first message, like that comes with the request. Oh, they send a message same time. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those. Hey, like, stranger. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you want to see some really mark? sexy vids? <laughs> and boom. Exclamation like, no. mark! I know like you're not real. Up. I don't know you. You're, then, like, it's in a collection Susan. of photos of somebody that looks like the same person, but it's like four different people to make that 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 profile. What? It's like <laughs> pictures of four different people that look similar, but it's you can tell it's not the same person if you like. Really oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a collection. She got big ass titties in one, yeah, itty bitty titties in the other. You can't really tell. You could just see inconsistent bad. titties. Inconsist- you can't have inconsistent. In- inconsistent. 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 Let me find the fucking title of the episode a minute in. Them titties is inconsistent. Inconsistent. You got them inconsistent. You got one of them big, one of them small. Those, those titties is inconsistent. No, but they titties. Most titties are inconsistent. I mean, scientifically, 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 most most titties are inconsistent. Try saying that twenty times fast. Try saying anything. Try saying anything twenty times fast. Why did I say twenty? Hi, 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 hi. Sorry. Even that's difficult. Say 20 times fast, 20 times fast. I couldn't even do it three times. I have horrible like mouth movements when I speak, I find. You, you, you only got twisted tongue? You only got bone nah, tongue and harmony mouth? I feel like mouth? if my mouth is like somewhat strained in some speech, I don't know how to explain I it. I think you could probably do it fast when you're doing patois. Um. See, and that's part of the problem. When you get angry or something, it's no, 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 no. But it doesn't come out when I'm angry. It just comes out when I'm around that energy. If that makes sense. But I know some, like for me, I know certain Filipinos, like around other Filipinos, it's just slow. But when they get around the people that are really comfortable, it's just like, like yeah, just, just like when like you're if I'm around your family, voice. you're gonna hear it a lot. Yeah, you're you know? gonna hear it a lot. If you if you put me around Slinky, you're gonna hear it a lot. Slinks. Put me around certain people. I just hear it a lot more. How it's just code switching. I'm black, man. This is, I'm a fucking chameleon. All right, we've done this to survive. Now we're doing it for fun. Code switching. <laughs> we did that. We like our genes have mastered code switching to the point where now we're just having fun with it. Yeah. We can mix shit up. I got job interview voice. I got madam voice. I got bedroom voice. I got fucking on the block with some rastas <laughs> voice, like. <laughs> Dude, I, I can switch that shit up. I, I hosted a uh, an event last night for like another Christmas party, mm. and it was Thai people. It was a, it was mainly Thailand 
folk and Filipinos. So, so are you getting any advice on your future trip? Uh, yeah. Nice. Of Where course, do I go? Course, Where's the hookers? You nice. Already know. I need the cocaine. Where's the fucking blue? Um, <laughs> Where's the blue, man? <coughs> trying to get suited and booted. You guys want to party? I want to party. You know, finding out where where not to go for poisonous nipples. Poisonous nipples. Yeah, they see there's an area where now like, that sounds like some inconsistencies. Right. Inconsistencies. <laughs> poisonous nipples, you say? Inconsistencies. Inconsistencies so with the poisonous nipples. Now, so, so expound on these nipples. They got these. They put this poison on their nipples and they lure men to suck on their nipples. See, I know better because I don't think your your nipples do anything to you. So that's I just skipped that whole operation. So you Never get me. You skip the nip. <laughs> I skip the nip sometimes. I'm not gonna. Oh, you a nip, I skip you, the nippers. You motherfucking nip skipper. <laughs> nip skipping this son of a nip skipping son Only of if a they're inconsistent. <laughs> if they're not inconsistent, then I'm not gonna skip the nip. That is not an option. Skipping the nip. I, I like. That's like having the, the chip with no dip. You gotta have this. You, you, you gotta, gotta have get the nip. The nip. You gotta gotta have some. And we're not now. talking the racial slur. No, we talking. <laughs> we're not talking. R.I.P. The first half of nip. R.I.P. Nip. No, no. We're not talking that. Um. So, ask me this. Um. I can't answer, believe that was this year. This this year was long. There's a lot. It was a long this year. A lot. This is a, we are listen. How you guys doing? <laughs> Ooh, yeah! New Year. It's fucking 2020, baby. When it's when the vision. We made it. <laughs> we made it. Oh, we made it. We're here. We did it, Norm. You already know the time of the day of the year and the month of the week and the decade of the millennium the new dog. age. You know, not no fam. It's January 1st. It's a new decade. A it's new era. It happened. A new time. It happened. Yes. It's happening right now. Yes, it is. You're listening. Even though it's December 31st, really. But it's 2020 now. <laughs> but it's 2020 now. Think about it. Think. Let that marinate in your cerebellum. Quantumly. This podcast is not recorded live. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Studio audience. Not live. All with inconsistencies. <laughs> <laughs> we don't skip those nips. No, we don't. That, um, we should actually have that... This podcast is not recorded live. <laughs> it's not audience. recorded live. <laughs> I can get that done. Like, yeah. there's this uh, site I found out, which we should we should definitely utilize get in the future. It's called Fiverr. You ever heard of Fiverr? Oh, bro, don't get me started with Fiverr. Did you we can talk go on about there those and Indian kids that did some fucked up shit on Fiverr? No. Oh my god, what happened? So, um, people paid them to write a message. This anti-Semitic message to Jews. Oh, wait, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, he told me. Yeah. And Remember they that? didn't know what they were They didn't yeah. know what they were writing. Well, yeah. They paid him five bucks. That's crazy. Like, we kill all Jews. And they're like, what? We, <laughs> what the the someone paid us to do it. We That's just... pretty smart, though. If you're thinking, like, from a snake point of view. Yeah, you want to really get somebody. That is pretty fucking smart. That's, that's, come on. That's like Super Saiyan 3 racism. You can't even be a level one and pull some shit like that off. Level one is just nigger. That's just a step in. You've taken the dive. Now nah, you brought people down with you. Super Saiyan <laughs> two, you brought people down with you. Super Saiyan two, you you said nigger and affected lives. Super Saiyan three, though. Now you not saying nigger. You getting other people to get say other nigger. people to say it. That's crazy. But at 
a low cost. At a low cost of just five ninety nine. For a low cost of five nine five ninety nine. You can get two Indian boy village boys to send racial slurs oh to my whole God. people. That's amazing. Um Yeah, no, we we can get somebody to do that like Miller Boyette voice. Oh. The um Welcome. It's worth the drive to Acton. <laughs> we should end it with like a uh, NBC. Um, you remember when it's like uh, NBA on NBC when it's like this broadcast cannot be reproduced, redistributed <laughs> without the express written consent of the Extra Gravy Show. Yeah. That'd be sick. No, but it should be like a mandem voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dog, this no. can't be redistributed. It's this can't be repurposed or reproduced. <laughs> Without the express written consentas of the mandem from the extra gravy show scene. Exactly. Or maybe catch you on roads, dog. And then that's that it. That has to happen. <laughs> but it can't be us. No, no, no. We got to get like, ooh, let's get Jellystone to do it. Jelly? Yeah. Man Money like can't buy me happiness. Man like Jelly. Man like Jelly. <laughs> His voice is mad bass. Yo, Jelly can play a wicked villain on a cartoon. Like a wicked villain. Like, you know those villains you don't see? Like um, uh, Inspector Gadget, where you never saw that nigga for like twenty years. He, could play <laughs> he, Ill he just heard his voice general. as Uncle Phil. <laughs> You're like Uncle Phil. <laughs> Even as a real life actor, he, he'd look. Good. He'd be a good fucking villain. Oh yeah. What he wasn't he like in a, a? He was in something. A music video. Was it a music, music video? video for for Pyrex? For Pyrex, uh, I believe. Yeah, man. He could play. Definitely think, play. Did he do something for Nelly Furtado or something? I don't. Know. I don't know. I just know they had. Like, he definitely wasn't a villain in Nelly Furtado. That would be just racist. Was he? And I'm like a bird. Cause then, <laughs> Jellystone in the back. I'm like a bird. I always fly away. You know that song was about drugs. <laughs> Say word. It was about packs. Packs of what? Perks. Birds. Family. Or flipping the bird. But what's like, a bird, just, Doc? Just moving the pack. Moving okay, the let the keys, people them know what a bird is, fam. Yo, man, I'm moving the keys. Oh, moving the, the cocaine. The cocaine. The keys, them. So Nelly Furtado was out here with that booger sugar, huh? God damn. No yeah, wonder you, you like heard, a bird. You, you, you heard it here first. Google it. It's extra gravy exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Premiere, 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 premiere. Exclusive. Here on Onion News. <laughs> <laughs> Here on Onion News, live breaking information. We are getting word here that I'm like a bird. Grammy and nominated award winning single from Nelly Furtado is about cocaine. Oh, that sugar booger. That sweet, sweet candy. <laughs> this is like candy. That adult powder. See what I did there? Mm. <laughs> that was a good Johnson and Johnson's. Mm. Mm. That's that. That's Pusha T's though. Is, did anybody say that before him? Adult powder. Moving Johnson and Johnson's. What what song was that again? I don't know. What song was that again? Oh, the song Johnson with him and Kendrick. It's the song where him and Kendrick are walking awkwardly down an aisle or an alleyway, and they're just. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Kendrick spazzed on that, too. He said, oh, um, your son dope, nigga. So reap what you sow, nigga. You remember that shit? Dog, that song was hard. Go look that shit up. Um, man, how's your Christmas? 
Christmas was crazy. Christmas time in the city. I did the Asian Christmas. The Asian Christmas, please. I did a Let v- us know what that entails. I did the Filipino, the Filipino Christmas with my family. Filipino Christmas. The next day, I went to my step, my stepbrother. Yeah, that's right. I got stepbrother. His wife is Vietnamese, and she had a Vietnamese Christmas party. So mad Vietnamese food. Sky guy. Fall. And the next day, I had to host a Chinese Jamaican Christmas party. Wait, the next day you said? Yes. What's the date? On so this? 24, 25, 26. Jesus Christ. So 26, I had a Chinese Jamaican. Wow. And on the 27th. Did I they did call that. themselves Blasian? Because uh, then I can't rate the food. No. You know what? The funny thing <clears throat> was, there was only one person that looked Blazing? Chinese, Chinese, Jamaican, <laughs> and the rest of them were like you know little hints of Chinese, like the Chinese eyes, but like they all look. As long as they don't have like Blasian in their bios, then. Well, I, I wouldn't know. They didn't have their bios out, mm. but they usually do. On their on their name it's tags. A shame. It's a shame. It was it was funny because here's the thing: like I was supposed to, I'm, fuck, I'm a dummy. I was supposed to do this Chinese Jamaican. Um, family reunion party and it was all adults there's people from all over the country from jamaica from from the states and my dog all over the country all over the country right when they came to canada for this one family reunion no kids my dumb ass forgot i was halfway on my way to montreal they call me like are you here soon i'm like oh shit i am I owe you one. I uh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I, there's nothing I there's can do. There's a calendar right behind yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was one, and the funny thing was, it was one of those spur of the moment things where I was just with my homie. He's like, "Yo, let's go fucking Montreal." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah fuck it. I got shit go to, to do." Montreal. <laughs> like, let's just go and rolled up a blunt. Like, step on it. We're going. <laughs> and we just fucked. drove on. I was like, "Yeah, this feels right. <laughs> this feels real great." <laughs> This feels right. By Ottawa, I'm like, <laughs> no! I'm a fucking piece of shit. Oh, my so God. So I'm like, I owe you one. Next one's on the house. So she hits me up. All right, Christmas party. You're doing our family family event. This time, I didn't realize there was kids. So I get there, and I'm like, oh, no. I got to do all this fucking soft material i didn't know what to do i had to pull mad audibles because i have like all these adults sitting in the front with their like can't even three, do the four, puck five-year-olds sitting on their laps so it's like what is he talking about dad and i'm like oh like the hardest heckle because you can't fucking set to the sh- kid to shut up like what do you got going on huh you're a life little five-year-old like this is a family party so i'm like God, oh, this is damn. hurting right now it was already gonna hurt because it was a family party yeah and on top of that, you had to battle that obstacle that's unexpected and thrown at you at the last second. And you know some of my Jamaican jokes, you yep, know? Yep. I have a penis for oh, your vagina, vagina hole. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Filipinos, you're just like Jamaicans. You say boom, boom, you say peck, peck. peck, peck. You know, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say You do the anthem. You did the anthem. I had to do the anthem. I did that like that was my second joke, bro. Like I had to. I had to. I knew that came out early. Bro. You had to get them on your side first. Because then from there, you can freestyle a little bit, and they'll forgive you. Because they're like, oh, we already know he's funny now. So I had this one joke where I'm just like, all right, Jamaican, Jamaicans, please explain to me your obsession with, you know, these Jamaican cloths, okay? Mm. Right? And the parents are like, what do you do? What do you? And then this one kid's like, oh. oh he looks at me like, oh. And I'm like, 
It's a Jamaican class. You know, I know there's kids around, so I can't really say it exactly. But, you know, they're, they're let's call them crevice cloths, so to speak. <laughs> and they're used in, in to describe, you know, oh a feeling when, when in the moment that it's said. But do you realize Jamaicans are the only people that scream out a crevice cloth in, in when they're surprised or when they're angry? Like, you don't hear... A Canadian going, what the tissue? Yeah, you know, <laughs> what the tampon? Like, <laughs> and like that actually flew. I was like, okay, let that they let that slide. Right. You you were walking on tight but ropes on that one. You're like, like this on that Jamaican one. Jamaican cloths, cloths, crevice cloths. <laughs> <laughs> when you said crevice cloths, a slight wind just. <laughs> they got to maintain balance. It was so hard. And it was one of those things where I know, like, people came up to me after and they're like, we've seen you before. So we know what you're getting. We know, we know, we know you killed Oh, me. no, tonight they said tough, that. You know, it was a tough crowd tonight. Oh, and I was just like, no. Don't, don't do That's that, That's the worst man. thing to do to a comedian. Yeah. If you didn't enjoy it, just go home. Don't say a word. Yeah, don't, even. don't say a word. If you say anything, say thank you. <laughs> Keep it moving. They're like, this one person was trying to give me advice, like, so, so, oh, you know, just know no, now you got to have, you know, stuff for the kids, too. Oh, my God. And I was like, yo, yo don't, don't tell me. Yo, oh, yo, I'm okay, leaving those know. type of venues immediately, All right. as soon as exactly. humanly possible. Yeah, I'm not staying. Anytime I've ever done, like, I know I didn't do that well, I left almost right away. I had to wait for my payment. It was a plate of Jamaican, Chinese Jamaican food. <laughs> Just remember, I owed them one. You know what's the worst? Imagine they felt, they're like, he doesn't even deserve this food. <laughs> <laughs> they're already low-changing low him already. And they're like, give, give him the old rice. The old one, the cool one. And, norm, so yo, and I'm so used to like killing those rice. Yeah. So like that was one of the first times you were like, I know time. you went there like, ah, oh, this is gonna be nice. Like, ah, oh, this is gonna be a breeze. I don't even need to like go over my jokes. And then you get there and you hear, you hit. Did you hear the kids from outside the door, dude? There was no kids outside the door. Everyone was watching all the. No, kids. but I'm saying when you got there, oh, did you yes. hear the kids from outside from the door? In, and is that when panic set in, bro? From when I opened the door, you know, you're just like, hey, I see the waving. Yeah. I hear, you open the door. <laughs> Already, I was like, no, no that's already, what do I say? A, a stand-up comedian on the come-up. That is a that is a it's called that's an episode it's right there. Crashing. You gotta see it. There's it's one on like HBO. That? Yeah. It's called, well, it's, I think it's already done, but it's Pete Holmes and Crashing. You gotta watch. I'll it. check it's that a crazy out. Crazy show. But bro, I, I that's was, amazing. It was mortifying mainly because. Um, even even after all that, like, you know, normally w when you do a show and you don't know anybody other than the person that hires you, yeah. after you do well, people come up to you and talk yep, to you and yep. like, great job. And no even when you're standing you. at the line for some food or whatever, yep. people are like, hey, man, that hey, one joke. Yeah. Yeah, no one smokes to me. Yep. <laughs> people are avoiding your eyes. Yo, when, when, when the girl that, that hired me was like, oh. <laughs> You know, actually, all the kids were excited to see you. You know, everybody follows you on Instagram and was like, you know, they're really excited. So I'm like, I let them down, man. Because <laughs> no one's talking to me. No one cares. They're like, oh, oh man, this guy ain't that. He's funnier online. Or some I shit. know those, man. I know <laughs> those, bro. I had like a one or two gotta, show like that. 
take your L's and keep. But like, it's humbling to know that it's sometimes it's not. There's nothing you could do. It's not you at all. And sometimes it's the room. (laughs) Like you're literally, and people will never understand that. I had much quite the opposite of you this weekend, man. Nothing. He complete opposite. He had no <laughs> food. <laughs> I took Norm's powers this week, and he took my old powers. Because <laughs> like, oh, Africa versus West Indies. I had the best two shows I've ever had in my life. You did it. Like, yeah. You did it. Oh, are we doing a bomb? Are we doing a bomb? <laughs> yeah, man. That Ireland shit was fucking Africa fun. versus West Indies. Juice cup. Juice cup. <laughs> the echo. Yeah, no, that was fun, man. Um Shout out to West Hype and Major Hype of and all co- them for having me. Of course. Um, um, shout out to Juice Comedy. West Indies won again. Yeah. it's. I mean, the numbers are in the crowd. It's like, regardless. Yeah. And the pride is just way too high for West Indian people. Yeah, you, yeah, West Indies lost. are louder. Their gunshots are louder. Exactly. Well, there wasn't much gunshots this year. Their gunshots are louder ah. than African blood arts. Whoa, I said, <laughs> oh, you're dumb. Oh, what a joke. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the first show, I was just like fucking, I wasn't necessarily nervous. I was just, I was kind of anxious and like, just wanted to make sure I got everything in order. And I didn't leave out any of the jokes that I, that I, you know. How many minutes did he give you? Uh, eight minutes. Hit. And I was eight, ten, both times. <laughs> and freaking, um, yeah, I went out there. <clears throat> and this is the first time that I've ever done, written, came up with a joke, wrote it out, and everywhere I expected to get the laugh, and the type of laugh that I expected to get, I got. It never happened before. That's it's, always seldom. It's usually like, unless the they laugh somewhere they- where I didn't expect them to laugh, and they don't laugh where I expect them to laugh, or it's usually some shit like that. Well, normally you, you write out jokes thinking where it's going to laugh. And then you'll get them, but then you also find stuff in between. Yeah. Right? But then you'll find that after doing the jokes enough. I, I got to do it on okay, stage. This yeah. one kills already. This one kills. <clears throat> this one kills. So when I put it all together, I'll have this many laughs. Guaranteed laughs within this span of time. Yeah. So, but the fact that you did it for the first time, like, it's almost like I wrote the perfect <laughs> It was like, wild. Oh. It was like I was, like, playing, the, like... I, I f- at one point I felt like I was like literally playing them like an instrument. Like mm-hmm. it was weird. Like there's because I was adding shit. Like the whole day I was adding and taking out, adding and taking out. And when I got on stage, you know how it is when you're on stage that different adrenaline rush that hits your brain. Like you come up with so many different jokes that like you're like in, when you come off stage, you're like how did I not think of some of those? Like some of them seem so obvious when I'm on mm. stage. I'm like, how did I not even come up with this? <clears throat> and so that's what I was doing the whole first set. I was just coming up with extra stuff because once you get that energy of laughter at you, especially when it's 1,200 people, it's like, like, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Because here's the thing. We're used to doing 50 to 100 people yeah. rooms. And let's say you get 70 to 80% of the people laughing. That's 80 people. Let's say you get 50. It still sounds all right. Let's say you only get 20 people laughing out of that. Sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. But if you get... 200 out of... (laughs) Out of 1,200. out of 1,000. That still sounds better, but it's still not enough. But even still, to get 800, 700 out of the 1,200 people to laugh, that still sounds real good. But to get all 1,200, 
at certain points, bro, they were laughing for so long. At certain points, they were laughing for so long that, um, like, the laughing turned into talking about the joke. Like, I'm watching people, like, turn to each other and say, no, he didn't just do that. No, he didn't just fucking do that. Are, is he crazy? People what? are pointing at me. This one girl laughed well, so hard, to, bro. Did, did you see at that moment? Did you pause and did you did you yes. wait? I sat in all the laughter. You know, I sat in all of it. Cheers, real cheers, quick, boys. Respect. And if you're at home having a sip, take a cheers to 2020. Oh dear lord. Ah. Uh, what the fuck was that? Jid Pompe. Ah. Yeah. You have gum? Everybody have gum? Everybody have uh, gum? Yeah. Uh, Water. Uh, it's not in, that's in the gin. Oh, fuck. Give me sorry. the fucking bottle. Uh, 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 what was that? Oh, my God. I was rubbing alcohol. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, that was the grossest oh. shot I've ever taken in my fucking <laughs> life. Oh, don't even put oh. that near me ever again. There's gum. Oh, my God. There's gum. Thank you, Jesus. Where oh. was I? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I killed it the first time, right? Doing the second show now, I'm like, now that I've gotten those extra jokes out and I know that I'm going to be doing them again and they're going to work, I'm finding even more jokes to put on top of it now. Yeah. And it was just like, I sat, I sat there afterwards and I'm like, fuck, should have listened to Norm, man. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it. This guy's been telling me to go to rooms, try to do my stuff, and it'll, it'll get building. better. Evil keep on ending, and then you'll build this body of words. It was like, wow. But doing it in one night, I think, is going to be the key. Like, if I do multiple shows, I don't want to do it multiple times throughout the week. I want to do it one night when I'm getting those ideas. Boom, boom, boom. Do three rooms. I'll have the joke down pat. I think three rooms and I'll have the joke down mm. to a science. I think uh, jokes, never, jokes never finish until the time you say, I don't care to add to it. But then even though you'll do a joke, you'll still add something to it naturally. But it's all depending if you want to keep it. True. There's times I want to keep it, but I still forget to do it. Yeah. You know? This was one of the first jokes that I pulled... <clears throat> I pulled probably 70% of it from things I had written out before. Okay. Did you so do like, roti? Did you do roti skin? No. You didn't do roti? Yo, you know how you told me, like, remember we were talking when I left and I, you're, I was just like, yo, like, I, I'm writing out, like, a whole new thing for this because I don't have any Jamaican African-centered set. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, no, nah, you could just do, like, your regular set and, you know, do some things off the top that are West Indian and African-related. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But by then, I had written out so much of the joke. Yeah. And when I went to it the next day, the next morning, finished it, I was like, and then I tried it out. I was like, this is eight minutes already. Like, I have, I don't even have time to do, and I wasn't even going to do roti. I was going to do the gay spin joke. Gay spin. So, like, I was going to segue into that, but it didn't even, I didn't even have enough time. Like, so basically, I performed a whole new set. I've never tried out before. Yo, man, I'm not gonna lie, bro. That's happened to me before. A lot of my big, 
um, shows, I've come up with with shit on the fly that added, and it just it adds to the adrenaline because when you do something on the fly and it hits, it's just like, oh, I got you, motherfucker! Yeah. You thought yeah. I like you made that earlier, but I just came with that on the spot. And I'm realizing there are some cheat codes in comedy that I want to avoid because <laughs> they're just so. It's just so easy that some of these, some of these like tactics. Like the setup with the punchline, like um, the premise, and then giving three examples that are quick examples. Yeah. That's gonna work. It's gonna work, especially if you're doing an accent. Oh uh, my god, Norm does. That's uh, that's Norm. Norm got those. Norm, Norm has the the premise with the three examples. Boom, boom, boom. That are quick. I did that for the first time, and I was like. Man, that that formula can work anywhere in the anywhere. world. Anywhere in the world. Trees. Just man. that little segment right there. Trees. And Every just realizing day. all this stuff on stage. Man. It's crazy what a good set will help you realize. I realize I really do not learn much from bad sets. Which is odd because in everything else, when you do something poorly is when you learn from it. Hmm. When I do things great on stage is when I learn the most. It's so weird. No, you, you'll ideas. learn. It sparks the most ideas and gives me the most clarity because it's more like uh, you need to have the success. Failing is easy in this shit. Mm. You, getting laughs is the hard part. So if like you can get those laughs, that's where the learning is. It's not even in the, the failing. The failing is too easy. Anyone could do it. You don't need a lesson in how to fail. You yeah, know the failing is fail. easy. It's, it's finding the gems in in very very harsh conditions yeah like when you like when you when you're like the first the, guy did really well i i was second in the round yeah he he did really well the ade guy after okay. he, he was getting married i was like yo i gotta bring it okay <laughs> i gotta bring so, it yeah yeah to follow that <laughs> and then so i brought i i put even way more energy than i had planned i was gonna play it very subtle very straight-faced not laugh at my own jokes, keep it very blank, very dry. And I had to switch it all up because he did so well. I was like, I got to bring energy. Sometimes that happens, man. I, I know. He ends his set with a song that everybody knows. What song? Um, and everything's all right. And everything's all right. But he starts from the beginning and he's talking about, I never used to know the words. So I used to sing it like this. And then he sings it, but not knowing the words. And everyone just chimes wow. in and helps him, obviously. That's because as a, a West Indian, you're going to want him to know the words. So he plays against the audience in that way where he's like, I'm going to pretend like I don't know words, but I know you niggas know the words. Yeah. And you're going to sing along. And it's like, and he knows it's a song everyone's going to know. So he starts like, I want to. I wanna do, 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 do. And then, like, whenever he would mess up the words and not know it, but know some words, yeah, everyone would understand. Because you know those songs, like your D'Angelo bit, yep. where you're just like, I don't know the words of this song, but like that one part, everybody knows that part where it's like super clear. Your man. <laughs> everybody knows that one part where it's clear. Bro. So he I, uses that against them. Like, I've known this, but like. That that I don't know what Jamaicans are saying mm. premise has been used so often. Mm. Like I've used it 
And it works so well because Jamaicans love explaining. You love it. You got to play against the audience. Once you know your audience and their mentality, Mm -hmm. and especially the things they pride on, because that's what my entire set was. Bro, at one point, I'm like, Jamaicans, we are the most violent people. Who's our heroes in movies? Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. If you can break someone's bones, we fucking love you. And everyone's like, yeah, but and I'm like, that's the Jamaican Avengers right there. And everybody just died laughing. Like, it was, you just got to use, the, like, especially, that's the hard part. Because most times you'll go into the rooms and you won't know what the audience is. So it's like, when you have something as special as that, where it's like, you know what the audience is going to be before you even get there, it's so much easier. Hell yeah. You're prepared to just hit them with the ammunition you need to hit them with. Yeah. And I'm and finding that nostalgia I find especially with West Indians they love nostalgia and they love thinking that they're the only ones that have it. It's like an inside joke for them. It's very interesting. But yeah, man, amazing two shows. Um, spent way too much time on that. <laughs> Thirty-two minutes. How was your fucking uh, Christmas intern? That's amazing. Okay, moving Thumbs on. Up. Thumbs <laughs> up. <laughs> he was late today, so we're not we're not giving him no mic time, bro. We're going to find, we got to find a punishment, Norm, for all of us, whoever's late. That includes if, oh, watch this. That includes if me and you show up, Norm has us waiting outside. Oh. Touch me. Touch me. You guys thought Jamaican time was It's winter, bag. It's winter, dog. It's cold out. Can't be outside. (laughs) (laughs) Mans are cold. (laughs) Norm will have us outside for half an hour, bro. Just fucking watching what? Simpsons no. episodes, waiting for this guy. Um, nah, but we get actually. You guys tweet us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tweet us the punishment. Tweet us the punishment. Let us know what. What is the proper shit we deserve? Proper. For dark. Oh. Oh my God! Oh. He tore the blunt in half. Inexplicably. Oh. Dry ass motherfucking blunts. You have water all around you. My, you could have healed it's, it. It's, it's dry. Oh, look at that. We got other blunts, but my man offered another uh, backwood, a backwood brother to another backwood brother. <laughs> he ought to, he see that's that's. See, right I want to talk about um and, offer, and offered another blunt right away to replace the one you, I just broke. Fire, burn that rust club. I want to talk about frontwoods real quick, just real quick off top. Um, cheaper, never needs doctoring. Never dry, sealable packs, resealable packs, uh, cheaper. Yeah, go um, ahead. Keep on talking. I've given it to my backwood friends. They never know the difference. Oh, It's our Frontwoods thing. Frontwoods 2020. It's the fucking movement, my oh, nigga. I'm in my shit. Duffy. Are you stupid? Oh, shit. I'm in my Duffy. Don't play with me. Oh, play man. with God. Play with God. Don't play with me. I hope we don't. Tell me that's not a bar. That's not a bar? Jeez, I should have rapped. Play with God. Don't play with me, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Sorry. All right. Um, what else <laughs> happened this week? Um, Kevin Hart document docu series came out. Yeah, that was nice. Apparently, a Justin Bieber docu series, ten part series, is coming to YouTube. Um, it's about his life and very a, serious. A Bieber mentory. I feel like this is the new uh, change behavior rollout, but I like it. I like it. It shines. This is what it what it does. It shines the light. First of all, secondly, I want 
I, I think people don't think of things in context. So the Kevin Hart Oscars thing happened a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. The um, Kevin Hart cheating thing happened two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. How long are we all here in agreement with um, the timeline's uh, memory? What do we say? 72 hours is the rule usually, they say? 72-hour rule? People before you pop out? 72 hours before shit settles? Kevin Hart did these things two years ago and made a docuseries this year to talk about it. Okay? Which things? The cheating and the tweets. Okay. So... Both of which are part of the docuseries. You hear his wife talk about it. You hear his friends talk about it. You hear him talk about it. And you see what he did uh, to end the times where he took accountability and um, was moving towards changing his behavior, right? Okay. Now, the fact that they're two years ago, he didn't need to do this. Am I right? Like, yeah, we didn't forget that it happened. But it's not the first thing that's on your mind. The first thing that's on your mind, actually, if we want to talk about last... Car crash. Is the car crash. And him yeah. road to recovery. And him almost dying. So it's like... Was that, was that even in it? No. Ew. Which is actually kind of dope because that kind of shows he's not looking for sympathy at all. Because he could have easily put it... Netflix could have easily put that apart in a documentary. Oh, they wanted that. that. They probably did want it. Like, your road to recovery, too? Like, come on. That's a great story. So he didn't put that in there. That's also something good to note. And yet, I don't feel like people are going to care. <laughs> like, this is, how, this is how people are, like, they say that it's all about, oh, you need to put the actions towards changing your behavior and put in the work. Always put in the work. Yeah, you apologize, but did you put in the work, Right. So he's showing in this docuseries how he's put in the work. You have people talking on his behalf of the, them personally witnessing the work that he's put in. And yet, it's not going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter at all, which is trash. So I don't think it's going to matter for Bieber either. But I actually, nope. now that I say that, I think it is going to matter for Bieber. I think it is going to matter for Bieber. Let's talk about that blood clot. Peace of truth right there. And it goes back. Oh, this. Oh, look at this tangled web we weave. There's also a thing where uh, I don't know if you guys have watched You season two. Um, You guys know Joe and and You. What the hell is You? So You is a show on Netflix about this guy's a stalker, and um, he did an interview, and he said that You is about how far we will go to forgive a white man. I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ted Bunny got uh, uh, Zach Efron playing him. I'm just saying. Zach Efron, they didn't get no. They could have got Seth Rogen, somebody not as good looking. <laughs> they try to make this guy sexy <laughs> and enticing. It's very interesting, man. It's very interesting. But I do not think that. Is it a matter of we're all going to be forgiving or are 
just white people going to be more forgiving of Bieber? Mm. Because then, if it's black people also forgiving of Bieber, who, let's be real, are the ones he offended in the first place. Does it like, you see what I'm saying here? Because as black people, I do not think black people are going to be forgiving Kevin Hart that easily. I don't think it's going to happen. And I want to know why, why that is. Hmm. And the gay community, uh, I do not think is going to forgive him that easily either. Who are the people he actually offended? What? They still, so, I guess, I was going to say what? they still Kevin have, Hart is like Chick-fil-A, nigga. Come on. That, he, he will be picketed. <laughs> They're definitely not forgiving Kevin Hart. I don't see that any time in the near future. Kevin Hart's going to have to come out with a sex tape having sex with Tracy Morgan before they let that go. He's going to have to be gay before they let that go. It's just that simple. That would blow up their careers. And even still, they probably call him a toxic gay. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure where the road of redemption is for him. Um, do you think this docuseries helps or hurts? Uh, I haven't seen it. So, I mean, you you think, but just the idea of doing it. Smart enough to know that, like, if you have this footage, you might you might as well release it instead of letting it sit. Well, he gets paid for it, so that's the first thing. But is it a good idea with those two incidents being the the entire focal point of the docu series? It's not about anything more than him fucking up and. His, and not making the mistakes again. It's called Don't Fuck This Up. It says Don't Fuck This Up. That is a title. It's about him making them, these mistakes and then learning from them. You know, after, honestly, after watching the first little bit of it, I think I watched... How long is it? It's like a couple of episodes? Six episodes, I think. I think I watched the first one or two. And I was like, this is nice. But I didn't look at it like anything new. This is just like more Kevin Hart content. You know what I mean? It's nothing monumental to like put up there with all those comedy specials. It's just another. It's not about special. It's not special. I don't even yeah. think it's meant to be funny. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just more Kevin Hart content. The guy. So you don't see it as like something that's over and over every day. So like this is just another piece he just had that he had to just say, "Yo, here." So you don't think this. it was positive or negative? I don't think it was positive or negative. I think it's just Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart, just pumping everybody with his. That sucks then. It's that means he didn't achieve his goal. Yes, I mean, maybe that was just his goal. Like, That's not his goal. Like his goal is to clean up his image. It's called Don't Fuck This Up. It's about him learning from his mistakes. He, in a sense, is being the first person to have uh, public cancellation, quote-unquote, and then make a docuseries on why and how he got canceled and why, how and why he would he's changing his behavior. That, mm. There's nobody else that's gotten canceled that's gone to that extent. Yeah. They write up an iOS notes apology, and move on with their life. That's true. I think Chris Brown might be the only other one that I've seen make a docuseries about the fuck-ups. Because remember, Chris Brown had that little Netflix documentary too, like two years ago, where you see them talk about the Rihanna situation and what his feelings were and how his mom felt. And then you see the Good the Morning America and stuff. and Yeah, yeah. I think it was called Royalty. Yeah, because he, he was trying to like... Rebrand his image as the father now. Um, kind of rebrand his image, but at the same time, just like, I guess, kind of purge his sins, in a sense. 
Where it's like this I've, was I've, his usher's confession. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And so he was the first person I seen do it. And now Kevin Hart, a couple years later, is doing it docu series style. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's. I think it's very dope that he did it. I personally, watching it, don't think that they achieved the goal that they were set out to do. I, I admire the effort, but, but unfortunately, you think the goal, you think the, oh, so you thought the goal was to clean his image? Yeah, it's and called he, "Don't Fuck This Up," and he, that he's just talking about his mistakes. That it's nothing else about it, just his mistakes. You just see him fucking up time and time again, here's and then the talking thing. about the lessons. But he's you don't see the actual like. Action, like okay, so they'll be like, do you yeah, think you couldn't you couldn't talk to Kevin for days, or you couldn't do this for days? But there's no footage of him just moping around. There's no footage of him crying, like they said he was crying. You know what I mean? Like you need to see these things in order to be like to feel to actually feel for him and be like, all right, he's a human. He he goes through these things. You see but him how, frustrated. But here's the thing: how do you know that they they had the narrative down before they even? Made the, because the of the title. title, like what if that came? The title came after. Do you think they had "Don't Fuck This Up" as they were coming up with the? the I do the idea to like film his. I life? definitely do. I definitely you do. Think, yes, because I think that would bring a lot of context to it. Because if this was just like okay, after compiling all this footage of your life, just having this here's whole the, crew of documentary, here's people, a leading narrative. That like, what's it. the one thing that aligns? You know what? You keep on fucking up. Let's just make a thing about you fucking up. And see if we could, you know, create a narrative around all your fuck ups. I can see that. Bring that to the light and make it seem like, hey man, your fuck ups are what make you, so they can't use it against you. You know what I mean? I can see that. So like, I, I can definitely see that, that. Like, with that being said, maybe he kind of did. Um, Even still, they you know, they didn't they didn't have enough footage of yeah they, the aftermath. Yeah, they had the footage. That, the the thing with the footage that they have is him always trying to stay positive, mm -hmm. which in this. Type common, of medium that you're trying Kevin. to make and with the narrative you're trying to push and with your goal that we're assuming you have, it, it, it you need to see him really go through it. Like the most you see is one time she says, uh, Brian Cranston, uh, we had him signed on to do, because remember they were supposed to do a movie together at one point and we've never seen it or heard about it again. <laughs> and Brian Cranston and his people, they work heavily with this group on these things and they can't work with Brian if he's going to be in a movie with Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart doesn't like gay people. Oh, good luck. And so Brian's out. We lost Brian. And then there's something else and a bunch of people have pulled out and he's like, he's being positive Kevin. He's like, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. And it's like, you're not seeing him really like, soak it in and just be like fuck like like it's not relatable a lot of people should be the way he's acting and keeping it half full or whatever keeping the cup half full but a lot of people are not like that they want to see what, how they would react in that situation yeah and but, a lot of people would be just be like yeah. fuck but how much of it is that like what if he's genuinely trying to be zen and be like you know what i'm not gonna flip i'm out. not saying that he's right? not I'm and not people saying are just like that. man i wish you would fucking get but that's cuss. the problem. You know, but that's the problem. And that's what makes it, I guess, can't lackluster win. to you. you yeah, know what I mean, you can't so, win if you're <coughs> if your mentality is on that is on that next level of we're gonna make it happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. Majority of people, 
majority of people are not built like that, bro. Yeah. And they don't want to see that because now it shines more light on their insecurities, and which makes them even more mad about you. It's just like, it's a bad, vicious cycle. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no I, winning. At the end of it, I the way that I saw it was it was just like a leftover bit of footage that they have that they felt they couldn't just leave to sit. So mm-hmm. let's just create this and then pitch it to somebody, whoever buys it, Let's get another bag. Kind of like Rihanna's future documentary because they have so much footage. Have so much. You so what well is going to be the, the what is the main theme throughout all this footage yeah. that we can link together and make a good film? And I bet you he has multiple films. And he was just like, okay, let's just dump whatever we have into this. You know, don't fuck this but up. But even still, then like, we still have like this other one about you know me and my car crash, and we have this next one about this. Like, it's poor execution. You know, it's I mean, poor execution. It probably is, but it's also Kevin Hart who executes. Three times the amount of shit than the average Hollywood mogul. You know what I mean? Like, he pumps out so much fucking material and content. Well, yeah, you see a lot of how he works through this stock, and it's just like, wow. Like, dude, chill. I wish I was that busy. No, like, I can't. I wish I was that busy. really watch LOL? Like, because he's doing all the things I, I love. <laughs> he's got the podcasts. He's got the movies. He's got the TV shows that he's executive producing and the head of the studio of and all that shit. So it's like... When you're in constant go mode like that, doing things you love, that shit must be lit. Like, it's cool, it's tiring, but it must be lit. <laughs> hey, bro. And you're getting paid for it, like, stupid amounts of money? Come on. Well, that's the thing. There's that's a battery the, in my back. force, Yeah. Because right? when you know you're getting paid, then it's like, all right, you know what the fuck. But not even that. Driving force is off rip. You're doing what you love. You're doing something, like, you dreamt of doing. And you get to, you're the boss of all of it. Well, even though you, and even still, like him showing his mother and how she instilled like the work ethic in him just by yeah. putting him on a regiment. I look at a guy like Marshall from being around him during his tours and seeing how his mother was with him and how like over the years he just built himself up to be built for show business and be a guy that can sleep, you know, one hour, two hours within 72 hours and do how many fets mm. at fucking 40 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's some NBA playoff shit. You know what I mean? Mm. He's Vin, he's the Vince Carter of Soka. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's the Michael Jordan of Soka. Right. So like, just seeing what it takes, it's just like whoa. It's the next level, That's man. Next level. But shit. I do you also feel like it gets really, really love it. It gets you know easier I mean? as it gets harder. The higher you go up, because you have more people to delegate certain responsibilities to, but then you still have. The stakes are so much higher on the responsibilities that you do have. So, like, if you go to well, if, the reason if you're why Marshall love- and you're going to a FET, you still got to make sure you the, you were the best performer of the night. Yeah. You were the one that stood out. Like, <coughs> you gave these people a, a show. You know what I mean? No matter how you're feeling, no matter how sick you are, what mood you're in, what happened an hour ago, you still got to go out there with that same energy. And that with delegating all those other little tasks mm-hmm. it's fine but you still have that same amount of stress you had regardless because yeah. of this big ass task but yo it's crazy though because when we started when i first started working with him in year one he had 50 staff members and mm. by the end of it he had like 15 mm. so he found a way to do it so well with the team that he just re- uh put together with che and the homie and like that's and smart fa- though because he, like- he found a way to do it so efficiently that like it's 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 like a walk in a park. Yeah. No. Find the right? formula. So yeah. That's why that's that's why I'm kind of jobless. Cause like actually, you know, we actually don't need you no more because we figured out a way to just handle it. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I, I can't even be mad. I was like, yo, that's good. Because once you do, one, I feel like once you go big like that, then you can 
sort out the budget. Plus, you see which jobs are easier than others and, you know, which ones people are end up sitting around all day when they could be doing this other person's job as well. Like, then you'd no. be able to cut down, cut the fat. Because well, in, in the beginning, you're giving jobs to people you love. Because you're like, I got the money. I'm going to try to employ yeah. people, try to help people out. That too. And after a while, you're like, okay, you know what? I gave you, I gave you your money. Now I'm actually going to have to start cutting things down so I can make my, the money I'm supposed to be making. Yeah, scale. A lot of costs. people may like take take offense to that or whatnot, but it's just like, yo, it's business at the end of the day too. You know what I mean? So, and yeah, you're not obligated to work. Not, nobody's obligated, right? If anything, it's, it's like, opportunity. Sometimes I'm like, is it an honor to work for someone like like my show? Because it was fucking strenuous work, and I felt like I was on some slave shit. And that's no disrespect to him. It's just it was very strenuous work. Yeah. But at the and sometimes I think to myself, is this fucking worth it? Would I want this job every year? Like, is this something that I want? And in the moment, I'm just like, nah, I, I wouldn't do this. But after it's all said and done, I'm like, thank God I went through that. Yeah. Because like, I learned so much from it. it. It built character. I have stories up the wazoo. Like plus other things will feel light in comparison, bro. And it, it just built. It just built something. Like my my threshold is so much higher now. So mm. like when I see shit happening, I'm like, yo, just all, we yo, can take care of that. Yeah, shit, man. Like yo, you know what kind of shit I've been through, bro. <laughs> I had to like, cook with no lights, <laughs> of <laughs> one fire, and a branch. I had to make fire <laughs> from a Jamaican man's gun fing- gunshot finger. You know how to do that? <laughs> Don't kill me. No, but it, that shit is is crazy when you see people really, really, like putting in the time and effort within their craft and like actually excelling because like when you don't put in that time like you could see it you know oh yeah I mean? dog there's really something about it. i keep telling people there's something about doing work that there's like a cosmic force it's un- it's unexplainable why the universe starts working for you when you start working, it's weird because you'll have those moments where points. you're just chilling and you're just like, I'm not going to do anything for today. And then the next day, you're not going to do nothing today. The next day, you're not going to do nothing today. And you just, you start seeing things just fall that like stress you out even more. And then when it gets to the point where you're like almost at the brink, you're like, gotta start working because I will lose my mind if I don't. Once you start working, everything just starts chipping away. And then you get into a blessed spot and you're like, all right, I'm going to just chill again. I'm just going to chill again. You chill again and everything falls apart around you and you go right back to it again. Like, just keep working. But you do realize that's how life was designed. It's a balance. Even even in video games, it ends with the boss. It starts easy and it eventually gets harder and harder until it gets really hard. And then once you beat that, it comes back. Oh, where'd you go? Right there. Did I press? Oh, when did I press that? The fuck? That was wild. <laughs> but even still, it doesn't have to get hard. No homo. Um. <laughs> hey man, let that hey shit man, play. Let son. that shit play. Son, no pause. Son, no pause. Forget. Um. Oh, it doesn't homo. have to. Like you just keep working. If you keep working, I feel like everyone that kept working is the, are the pe- are successful people. Everyone that takes breaks are the ones that aren't being honest with themselves, not holding themselves ca- accountable. Mm-hmm. You're not making those strides. If you're not, if every year you look back, you haven't leveled up. You hold yourself accountable. Yeah, you can you really cannot blame anybody else. At the end of the day, if the year ends, the decade ends, and you like, ah, oh, I haven't moved up. 
Stop blaming. You cannot keep blaming other people. Honestly, There's, <laughs> there comes a point where you have to be like, it's it's not them. It's me. <laughs> so so okay, let's keep it real, man. I know this is a hard question to answer. Let's do it. Oh in the ten years. Oh my god. Between twenty ten to twenty twenty. What? I, I hate talking about regrets. So fuck regrets. Mm. What are the things that you don't regret? I don't regret very, anything that you're very like, but that you're very happy you did that you didn't expect yourself to do, but you did it. Um, and staying now, like not moving back to my parents' house. That's a huge thing. Yo, high five, I've yo. been on my own I'm for thirteen adult. years, my nigga. Thirteen, 13 years fucking years. Like that's looking back at that. Like you, when it's happening, you don't realize. It's not like you're counting. Oh, I've been out six years. I've been out five. I've been, you know. But when you look back and you're like, bro, I've been out a whole teenage life. Mm-hmm. A whole teenage life I've been out of my parents' house. That's nuts because it feels like it was like three years ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It always feels like two, three years ago. Yeah. No matter how far it is. I, I can think of two, three years ago and it's 2010 in my mind. That's well, super wild. You want to know something That's fucked super up? Super wild. I've been living in Parkdale for 13 years. That's wild. You've been living in Parkdale as long as I've moved out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's super wild. I've been living in Parkdale, and I'm like, wow, this is really my na- my community. Right? I didn't think that I... I thought I just lived downtown. I'm like, no, Parkdale is... You're like Homer Simpson on this fucking block. I could walk down the street and say hello to all the crazy people and all the beggars. They know you. They know me, and I know them. Like, hey, Jason, I'm 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the only guy that, like, after you say no, he'll upsell. Like, you have $5? No. You have 10 Like, I... <laughs> you thought I'd give you ten after I said no to five? Don't kill me. But yeah, man. Yeah, no. It. The I past decade has been my career. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, I did the VJ search in '09, mm-hmm. and that's what launched everything. Ah, and '09, right. it was '09 at the end of '09. It was the finale was I will never forget. It was Jay Z's birthday, so it was December fourth, two thousand nine, and that was when like this whole shit started. You know what? That's about the same time for me. It was I think December sixth, uh, twenty twelve for comedy mm. for me. Mm. So yes, because I was December. There. <laughs> you were well. <laughs> funny, funny thing you say. This guy pulled up the flyer, bro. Yo, holy pulled shit! Up the flyer. My first stand-up show ever. That was like, and this guy convinced me to do it after I came downstairs to smoke. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> I got this show. Why, you want to do a couple not? minutes?" Some like four minutes. I was like, nah, bro, I can't Dude, do it, I didn't man. even know what I was doing, but I was like, let's do it. There was 12 people on that show. There was most of us were really bad, too. It was, it was really I think bad. Nitty was probably the only good one that I remember. I don't even remember. Who, okay, there was Nitty. There was Natalie Norman. Fat Tony. Fat Tony. Wow. There was Arthur. Like, there's people that don't even, that was like the only time they've done comedy. That's crazy. You know, Arthur, that was the one time. I Tony. almost threw up that night, man. <laughs> I almost threw up that. I remember, I remember not being Mom's able to spaghetti. watch. I remember not being able to watch anyone going. And you told me I was going first because I said because I, I was like, yeah, I just want to get it over with. You're like, yeah, you can go right off the top. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm listening to you That's guys like through the, the opening, thing. and I'm praying you guys keep going. Praying that you guys keep going. <laughs> my heart's beating on my chest. <laughs> I was convinced everyone in the room could hear my heart, bro. Wow. And the wow. heart was knocking. Like, when I mean <laughs> knocking, I could barely hear you. <laughs> like, my heart was knocking, Dude. bro. And I was hunched over like this. Like, just breathe. And my girlfriend was 
rubbing my back because she could she could tell I was going through it. <laughs> she could tell. And to this, I have a video card. of it on my YouTube, but I still don't remember. I can't remember off top what I was talking about again. I remember going up there and being like, "Thank you, Norm, to inviting us to this uh, Shire." I didn't know we were performing for Hobbits. And then that's how I started the set. And I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I fucking went autopilot. Dude, I never knew, like, doing that show, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it because I was like, maybe this is a way I could tra- trade stage time with comics. You know, if I put them on my show, that's crazy. They'll, let me put, they'll put me on their show. And I was just like, and I'll just host in between. I'm not that good of a host. I don't have much material yet. I'll do small bits in between. But you were doing manifesto hosting at that time, yeah, Right. I was yeah. just doing manifesto hosting shit. So I was very like, hey, make some noise. Yeah. Hit. That's, that's what he was uh-huh. doing. Oh, hey, Dog, what, that's how he started what, the show. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming out. Like, thank you, guys. <laughs> Super hacky. Like, in fact, Tony was like, chill. Like, hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I remember I I'd be, always be like, oh, man, you don't understand how much, like, I can't. I can't stop feeling appreciative for everything that you guys are doing. Like I would do yeah. three, four minutes of thank yous. Of thank yous. It's so stupid. And Shout bad. out to City. We're get her. Get her from outside. She's smoking. Get her. Get her. Get her from outside. Get you, her come in. I just want to say thank you <laughs> for helping this happen. And uh, I was so happy. Yeah. No, I've done some crazy things this this decade, man. A I lot of things, man. You you thinking when when that one viral video that. Things Toronto people say that shit was Toronto people say when Drake shared that I was at Wet Bar. Was that 09? Or was, that, was, that was 2011. That was 11. Yeah, so that was 2011. The start of the dec- that was the start of the decade. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that was okay. a, after uh, a year of briefly going to my mom's, back to my mom's for like a month or two to do college and being like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but that's where I got the camera. If mm-hmm. I didn't go back to my mom's house for two months. I would never have gotten the camera from college. Yeah. I would have never made the video. And I would have never met Slinky. Slinky. So me and Slinky had just met at Seneca. When we did that video, we, had, we, were, we weren't friends like that. Like a lot of people think that me and Slinky have been friends since kids. Me and Slinky barely knew each other when we did that video. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. That video was what linked our friendship at the beginning. Wow. And then wow. we started hanging out. And doing more videos off together of, off, of, off of that. Video. And then he moved in with me and we lived together. And it was just like, he's my brother from then. Was and was was 345 your first place? Um, no. Moved, no. I was at Dufferin and Bloor before that. Okay. That's where I did Shit Toronto People Say. All right. Yeah. All right. And then that's where I did Shit Jamaican People Say right afterwards with him. And then we did Bro, whenever, part two of both of those, and those both popped off. Whenever I pop pop up that like pull up that video <clears> of like the one that you had me and my cousin Fat Tony. Yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> just whoa, because Nigeria versus hey. uh, yeah, Jamaica versus Nigeria with Femi, yeah. and that went viral too, dude. Just how fat Anthony looked because he lost mad weight. Yeah, right? I always laugh, just like wow. And just just to see how fast time flies. So man. funny, man. We came downstairs and just knocked on Norm's door, like, "Yo, we need two people to come up and be Jehovah's Witness knocking on our door for one scene." And they're like, "All right, but All right. we gave him like a dictionary to hold. It wasn't even a Bible." <laughs> and he puffed us away with baby powder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That video. People still come up to me about Jamaica versus Nigeria. Jamaica's versus Africans. Like that video was, and then we did part two. That one went off. Bada bada. Bada 
Went number 19 on the reggae charts. <laughs> <laughs> number 19 on the reggae dancehall charts on iTunes when it came out. That was a crazy day. <laughs> we fucking did that song. We told people we were going to perform it um, at Sports Weekend. That's when Sports Weekend was popping. And we ha- didn't even have a song yet. We just knew what we were going to call it. And we both ended up, he had to drive up first and then i had to host a party that night so i drove up afterwards we're in separate cars writing the songs mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to the to sports uh weekend we're late and we're in the parking lot practicing our parts <laughs> and putting the song together before you're about to perform before it? we're about to perform it Are in the parking kidding? lot so- we did it twice in the parking lot and then we then somebody ran outside and was like, yo, yo, they want you on stage right now. Right now. Like you guys gotta come. <laughs> this girl she's yelling at us. So we're like, got dressed right there in the parking lot. Freaking ran inside, didn't even get to shower, brush our teeth, nothing. And um walked on stage. Show business. Gave them the the MP3, walked on stage and just performed it. And there's a certain part in the video where you see me forget the line because we it, we just wrote the shit. <laughs> so like knows. we just like, we played it off because we just looked at each other and then on beat we both turned away and went, oh. And it was it wasn't planned, nothing. It oh. just fate. <laughs> it was just fate, dog. It was crazy. We oh. both looked at each other oh. and it walked off like the same time. So it looked planned. So nobody knew that there was even a part wow. there until the song actually came out. Like I think the song we dropped the song like three days later. A week after that, we get asked to open for PopCon at Cool House. Off of just off a, a parody song. Off a, a parody song. song. Like so then now we go to Cool That's House. Friggin' we're late for that performance. Of course. We run all the way down, you know, that street to Sound Academy. It wasn't even Cool House, it was Sound Academy. Sound Academy. So you run, run down all Cherry the way Cool. down Cherry Street. You know that long yeah, ass yeah, street. Yeah. Get down there, we pushing through people. Um they're calling our names while we're getting patted down in security. So they let us through. We run through the crowd. We grab the mic, get on stage, and just performed it. And Lath was, Lath was on a stage with us filming it and did, like, the craziest filming I've ever seen in my life. He made that shit look like a music video. It was wow. sick. It was wow. crazy. Was, he, was he catching you guys off. running, too? Like the whole, no, I wish. We sick. always talk about that. Like, that'd yo, if sick. we caught ourselves running... From the car straight to the stage, that video would have went super viral. That would have been crazy. Because it was nuts the way it happened. And yeah, man, we performed that song all over Ottawa, <laughs> States, out here. Like 19 on the reggae charts. <laughs> Yo. Bada bada. Crazy, man. People, they just did a party called Bada Bada that I hosted. Dude. <laughs> like two weeks ago. I was like, <laughs> did you come up with that? Or did somebody nah, else something, come up they, with that? The, well, the younger guys that like. I guess grew up hearing it or whatever. Mm. They um yeah, they put together the party and asked me to host it. It was like a two thousands throwback party. And then um 2000s. while I was there, I'm standing oh there in front God. of the DJ booth and they uh <laughs> they're like, Yo, there's a mic. Give me the mic and they start playing the beat. I'm like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> so I just did a little impromptu performance. Which I fucking bada, I was like, bada. Man, do I remember the words? Like <laughs> Yo, Dude, that's real shit. Bro, I haven't performed There's that song in like six like- years, bro. It's it's been a long time, B. <laughs> There's things I've written there's jokes I've written that like I thought I knew off rip, like off by heart. Mm. 
And then when I try to do them, like after after not doing them for so long, I'm just like, just things are everywhere. I'm like, yep. oh fuck, yep. I forgot. Yep. The There's rhythm. a couple of jokes that I did at my show that rhythm. I'm pretty sure I've forgotten. But like, if I just look them up, I'll, I'll yeah. get back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I've worked with tons of brands this decade, man. Like <sighs> countless brands. This is what NBA was crazy. Being on NBA TV is nuts for years in a row. Yeah, I. You know what? I just did something with the Raptors and Google, just like last week. My last episode was with uh, Ryan, uh, Koa, mm. and where on the barbershop joint? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I did that one too. And I've and it never hit me up again. I was like, Yo, <laughs> get me on there, kill. <laughs> don't kill me. Yo, Dwayne, what's what's You don't good? be watching ball, bro. They can but tell. I, you know what? I haven't watched ball. Actually, they no. weren't gonna invite me back because I was like. I was just like the. I was supposed to be there for the comic relief, but like yeah. I didn't have any stats majority of the time to match to like match my talk. Like I was just yeah. saying things and busting jokes. I was making stupid analogies, like you know Russell Westbrook <laughs> is like the ultimate warrior. Oh my god! Basketball, nice. <laughs> you know, if LeBron You're James is Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Russell Westbrook's the ultimate warrior. <laughs> and everyone's like, "What year was they wrestling?" I don't. Ultimate Warrior. Akil's my age. What do you mean, man? These guys Akil know. Akil is, yeah. Akil's your age. Friggin', yeah, but no, I, I started, like, looking up stats and really doing research before I went on the show. And then, like, especially when I started doing fantasy. Oh, man. Oh, fantasy football is so taxing. It takes so much time. Fuck football. Or fantasy anything. Nah, fantasy basketball? Ball. No, ball. not at all. You press, you put your lineups at the start of the week, set it and forget it. I don't Just do shit. Set it and forget it. The only thing I do is like only time I go in there is to make trades or drop a player, sign a player. That's about it. Other than that, now they have it where you, it's set for the whole week. So where have you gone in the past ten years? Uh, L.A., Chicago, fucking Atlanta, South Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Philly. Calgary and this is all Vancouver. On, this is all of you. Montreal, London, England. Where Damn. else? Where else? Where else? Anywhere else? Oh, DR. Dominican Republic. Bahamas. I think that's it. I think that's Fact it. of the matter. So the point of all that is travel, motherfuckers. And travel. travel. Get find something you could do. It'll help you travel. This decade is dedicated to Jamaica. I'm only going to Jamaica for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, in the past 10 years, I've been to Jamaica at least six times. More than me. Yeah, Jamaica's probably the one place I've, I've gone to most. One place I should go to most, and I'm slipping. But don't worry, that's my next trip. I'm buying a trip as soon as this commercial check drops, which should be the next two weeks. Ooh. I'm out of here. I'm Yo, gone. I'm, I'm seeing Fuck so, all you hoes. I'm seeing so many of my comedy friends on commercials, and I'm just like, it's just getting me, not getting me mad, but it's, I'm angry There's so myself. many comedians in the room when I go to auditions. I see so many stand-ups. Yeah. Especially when the last one that I just did, the, the um, I can't say it, but uh, yeah. that commercial, friggin', yeah, so many stand-ups. So many. Like all ones that have been to your can. shows, uh, yeah. bear jokes. That's why I'm like, shit, man. I've I've never had, actually had one agent, and that was right off the Much Music VJ search. Mm -hmm. And 
bro, I was like, all right, what do I do to get an agent? So I opened up the yellow pages. That's how the fucking old I am. I looked. I opened up the yellow pages, mm. and I looked up talent agencies, and the first one that popped up was. It was literally the first one on the list. AAB Talent. Mm-hmm. I called that number. They're like, come on in. There's this guy named Warren uh, Warren Beatty. His name was actually Warren Beatty. Jesus just Christ. like Dick Tracy, okay? <laughs> but he was a black dude from Halifax. He's like, yeah, come on in. I thought he was a white dude because his voice was so like what, country and deep. But I see him. His light skin. He looked like Muhammad Ali. He's like, yeah, all right. So uh, they were going to take a picture of you. Uh, and uh, you're going to be one of our ro- on our roster. I'm like, okay, why does this feel so sleazy? I'm like, what does AAB talent stand for? And he's like, uh, it's just a bunch of letters. Don't worry about it. And I look around, and I'm looking at all the pictures. Bro, it's just Asian and black people all over the wall. Yo, <laughs> That's A-A- what AAB stands for, for Asian, Asian and black. black. I was like, no. I'm like, this guy's just looking for Asian and black people. I look around, I just see Asian and black why isn't that a stand-up story? <laughs> I don't know. Guys. Why don't forgot? Write that just... down, nigga. <laughs> oh my god. Asian and black. <laughs> I look oh. around. I just see Asian and black people. <laughs> you, you know, you know the the headshot photos of everybody, like the whole town That's agency, so funny. Asian people, black people, and, and, and I rate the, it. Nigga, you know? <laughs> running the Blazing agency. <laughs> and he got the me agency. Oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> The, a- the agency. <laughs> this is a black agency. <laughs> Asian consistencies. <laughs> Inconstantinous. <laughs> Asian inconstantinous. <laughs> Holy shit. This nigga said, what does AAB stand for? No, don't worry about it. It's just a bunch of letters. <laughs> that nigga's nasty. <laughs> What's AAB stand for? Uh, don't, don't worry about that little your blood. That's just, just a bunch of letters. That's literally for just a bunch of letters. Did you breathe heavily? He would leave messages on my phone. No, I got another. No, I need you to come. I already got another gig for you. Just guys, come on, Robert. Gold No, my can't find my pants. No, uh, don't worry about it. It's just a bunch of letters. No, he literally <laughs> fought in, in Vietnam. Okay, like he. What does I N I G G E R stand for, Dad? Don't, don't worry about it. It's just a bunch of letters. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it, son. <laughs> what does nine one one mean? Don't worry about it. It's just a bunch, just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this guy never goes to KFC. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. He doesn't watch TLC. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Moral of the story is that nigga only eats alphabet soup. <laughs> <laughs> what you eating? No, don't worry about it. It's just a bunch of lettuce. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> he needs to get a job at a mill. <laughs> at a, a mail post. <laughs> What's all this? Yeah, I don't worry about it. <laughs> Just a bunch of letters. <laughs> Just a bunch of letters. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Yo, Ward Baby, wherever you are, I hope you're having a blessed day, man. You just brought me some joy, bro. <laughs> oh, man, Ward Baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
This nigga work at the post office. Hey, what's, what's that over there? It's just a bunch of letters. Yo, I want to look that up right now, actually. <laughs> A-A-B town. Holy shit. That's I, how you end the joke, bro. Yeah. That's how you end the joke. Just re- listen to this right afterwards. <laughs> and that's how you end the joke. <laughs> Yo. You know holy what? Holy shit. One thing I'm really happy about within the last 10 years as corny as it sounds, is the show. Hey, let's go! Front. Talk about it! Coming in, I didn't Maybe know shit about yeah. no <laughs> podcast. People talk about podcasts all the time. I'm like, what the fuck's a podcast? I don't listen to no podcast. You know, yeah, man. I listen to a once you radio show. You know, listen to Funk Flex once in a while, whatever. You know, I didn't care for no, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Howard Stern, though. Mm. But to me, that was just a radio yeah. talk show. Well, you know? he was dissing podcasts, so right. I don't even blame you. But then, at the same time, a podcast is pretty much a radio talk show minus the filter. Exactly. You know? And until they had satellite radio, minus the commercials. Stern, you know, couldn't say whatever the fuck he wanted, even though he did, but caught a lot of flack for it. But once satellite happened, it was like, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And then podcast came, and same deal. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You just don't need a satellite. You know what I mean? Or you don't need to be on a big satellite network. I can Anyhow. imagine that being frustrating for him. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. that's like that's like because he went through Martin the Luther trenches. King, and <laughs> just one day they're like, and white people are like, you know what, fuck it, fuck it, we love blacks. <laughs> I had a dream. Hey man, hey, hey will you shut up what, back there? What dream was it? We'll make it come true right now. <laughs> but I, I need to have a dream that you won't make come true in order for me to make the speech. <laughs> he has no other transferable <laughs> skills. <laughs> He's gonna malfunction. <laughs> the alternate reality. There's an alternate galaxy where Martin Luther King turns into a crackhead. Do you realize that? There are infinite like, universes in turn. There's one wow. where he turns into a crackhead. And he's something happens. for injustice. <laughs> just so that he can find so people will actually listen to him and the things he's saying is Holy relevant. Shit. Like you need, shut up, equality exists. <laughs> <laughs> Holy He's like, shit. stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. He's the complete opposite. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know how we got. How do we get to Martin Luther King? It, uh, how do we get to anything? No. Oh, yeah, the show. It's the show. Yes. You know, I remember coming I still don't know how we got to Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> but I know we were talking about the show. We were talking about the show. Uh, you, you had me on the show. Was it before I came? Was it right? Yeah, you're right. You you came back from uh, Taiwan. Taiwan, but I I was on the show before I went one time. Was no, I, was, no, no. You came after the came after you, yeah as a guest. Oh wait, no, no. You went before. Yeah, you were there yeah, before. Yeah, there before. you're like the James third or fourth. No, you're like the fourth or fifth episode that we James ever did. Was on there already? Yeah, and um and then you came back again when you came back from Taiwan. Let you guys know what, what happened. What happened, and then a couple weeks after that, JP. So then you're like, yeah. oh, you want to jump back on. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, yeah, do I really want to commit? I, I had a know, bet with God that you were going to last two months. <laughs> I was like, Norm's going to get tired or just busy. I thought you were going to get busy. You know, that's I, what it was. I thought I was going to get busy too. <laughs> And life did not progress for two years. You know, Marlon. <laughs> and it allowed Why me. Why do you mention it? It allowed me the time. And I was like, I had the time. 
Marlon. Life wasn't going so well, so I had the time. Oh, my so God. So what I'm trying to say is in the past God two turned years, your life to shit. You know, <laughs> in order God, for my life sucked <laughs> because uh, I wouldn't have been able to do this show. <laughs> Otherwise, if my life was going great, fuck this shit. I'd be doing better things, but my life sucked for two years, Yo. which made this show a blessing. That's like when those comedians <laughs> be like, hey, you guys might remember my show, you know, a little show called this. And everybody goes, ah! He's like, yes, yes, I made millions of dollars uh, from that show, you know, notoriety through the roof. And uh, seven years later, I'm here in... Um, <laughs> rally minnesota and <laughs> it's just like a and city you've never heard of dive bar and you know my you can see my life is people. my life is going well you feel me it's still it's still leveling up <laughs> i love those jokes those always work always that's another formula always works my life seems like it's great but it's shit those are oh, all those work because everybody pretends yeah. their life's the shit. Well, that's what internet. Is, that's what Instagram is. It's it's just showing the good parts and never showing the bad parts. And when you do show the bad parts, people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Get off my fucking feed. You know what the worst yeah. is? People who pretend their life is shit. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. That is the worst. That's a different level of You pain. are like the worst type of person. If you pretend like your situation is that, when you know, only when you know, if you're completely blind to it, I'm not obviously not going to blame you, but only when you know that you are just trying to find oppression. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like trying to find some sort of resistance in your life that doesn't exist. And you make it out, you might get some minuscule resistance and just blow it up. Because you realize everybody else's problems are just way bigger, and you're like, "Oh, how can I relate?" I think it's people just want a certain level of attention. They just found that that's that's their avenue for it. I you hate I mean? that man. They, they have to to be extra. Don't you hate when people pity you? Oh hell yeah! Like, don't, don't you hate when people pity you? Don't you hate when people pity you? It's the worst. Sometimes you'll, you'll do get things to time. act like you, you're not even in I a will. bad I position. Know I will get them next time. You'll pretend like like I will pretend like things are fine. In order to keep people comfortable yeah yeah you know what i mean like if i know like i remember there are times where i used to um go to parties or events or something like that never had a ride yeah. people were like yo you got a ride i'm like yeah i'm straight yeah <laughs> i got i got so many rides yeah don't even <laughs> it's and like when when over politeness and common courtesy yeah it's just like especially when that person's that already point. done something for you yeah and you're like oh i can't go overboard like this is overboard and you feel it you're like this is the overboard right here i mean that's how filipinos were taught really to be ashamed and accepting things yeah like if you're like you know if you've never given something first then I mean, don't accept right um this one time I want. I was so hungry, and this this family was like, "Oh, Norm, you want to eat?" But my Filipino and Canadian shame was like, "Oh no, no, no I'm okay. I'm, don't worry about it." And my stomach is grumbling. I'm mm. ready to fucking die from hunger, but I'm still turning down this exquisite meal just because I'm like, oh, there's, "You yeah. have me here already, you know, yeah. Wayne, and it's don't you don't worry. I, I got a lot of food at home waiting. I'm like, I'm so broke right now. This mm. meal would be yeah. so good, but my shame is <laughs> yeah, too. No. My pride is too strong. It's nah. only in certain settings, to be honest. It's like, especially with people that I eventually want to work with in some capacity. Yeah. It, it work work situations are the easiest situations for me to not seek any pettiness what the, i mean pity whatsoever mm -hmm. like 
if it's a if it's a work if it's a colleague or whatever, I will almost always pretend like everything is fine, mm-hmm. no matter what. Oh, we're going out for a meeting with lunch. Yeah, yeah, I'll come to the meeting for lunch. Yeah, no problem. Even though I'm broke, they don't need to know I'm broke. Yeah. I'll just order something really cheap and pretend like I ate already. Like you, I'll go to the meeting and be like, oh yeah, I just came from food actually. Yeah, kind of. I order something though, like get something super light that you can afford. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do things like that just to make other people feel comfortable. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. Things are really bent down for me right now. I don't know if you have any time. Uh, my mom hates me. Uh, but <laughs> like, <laughs> some people are like that, bro. <coughs> some people are like that. You give them an inch, they take a mile with the pity. Yeah. With the pity. It's, it's kind of gross. Especially when they tell you no, this it, shit and it's not even that bad. Like... People it's something thrive that, in it. They they basket it because that's what, that's where they feel the attention will come from, and that's really all it is. There's a certain like thirst for attention, but they think that that's just the one place that they can get it from. But there's other places to get attention from. That's a nasty comfort zone. Yeah, very very negative, very nasty comfort zone to be dwelling in. Yuck! Basking in a stench that wallowing in your own self pity. Don't wallow in your sorrows. Self doubt. But do better in this decade, guys. But then again, you don't know what people are going through, so, you know. Do better this just decade, see therapists. Man. Just see psychiatrists. And yes, 2020, a new decade, mm. is, is, is upon, upon us. us. Yes. We are pursuing a the dawn of a new era. The decade of the 20s, the teens have completed. <laughs> we are moving to the 20s. And in the 20s, do you foresee any form of... What are my predictions? World wars. What are my predictions? Do you, do you think a war... I think somebody with the competitiveness, business savvy of 50 Cent and the trolling matched with the bars of, say, a J. Cole or Kendrick comes out and takes over the throne. Takes the throne. And they do it by going directly at Drake. Because there's no other way. So Drake will you can't follow. coexist. You can't coexist. So Drake <coughs> will fall in twenty twenty in, in in the twentieth century. Or yes, in the, in the music in the 2020s. world. In the music world. The yes. Music world. Yes, by not necessarily his own doing, but time. Just time. I think time. He's a, he's battling. He's no longer battling other people. He's battling time. I feel he won't fall from music. Like he will. He will find a way to transition into another venture before he'll fall in music. I feel like he'll try, but he'll reti- he'll retire in a way. I feel like he he knows too well. He's gonna quit before himself. he gets fired. He'll quit before he gets fired and do it in a manner where he's still respected. Or it's like a chess move where he saves face and then and um, transitions into either acting, uh, business. He's definitely doing acting this more this 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 decade for sure. I yeah, and if that. not if not acting, he's just gonna be and then like he's just gonna be this money guy, like a Shark's Tank guy making money. Mm. Or maybe he won't. He'll just disappear into oblivion and <laughs> live within his riches, mm. and 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 continuously be the, you know, the historical figure that he was in Canadian and and music in his music history in general. I foresee us losing a lot of legends this decade. Oh yeah, for sure. We All lost a lot 80s. of we lost a lot of, uh, of the eighties cocaine era. The past just ten years. just took took out a lot of people. We lost Michael. We lost Prince. James we Brown. We lost James Brown. We lost. Which, by the way, his birth, his death day is on Christmas, and nobody ever 
has Prince? ever posted R.I.P. James Brown on Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen one James Brown post on Christmas. Tupac, sure. Biggie, sure. Michael Jackson, yeah. Prince, yeah. But James Brown can't beat Christmas. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> James Brown can't beat Christmas. I mean that <laughs> double entendre. You feel me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't make domestic violence jokes. That's, that's bad. Wow. I feel good. <laughs> Bitch, I knew that I would not. <laughs> I feel good. Good God. I knew that I would not. Hey, so good. So good. I want you. Good Really, they ain't doing no harm. So here's one thing I'd like to see in 2020, Marlon. Uh-oh. More singing from Marlon in 2020. What the fuck? Because Marlon doesn't realize how good of a voice he has. I'm and he keeps on fronting. I know. Not that. I say I'm that all the time. You guys. I got good from impersonating oh motherfuckers. All right, I'll keep oh, it more like impersonating 2020s. There you go. All right. <laughs> more singing is all I'm saying. More singing. I gotta do a Jay's Brown joke where <laughs> I can I can imitate him. Wow! Do a little ah. Eddie Murphy tribute. You gotta eat. an ode to, to if Eddie. no, you gotta do if if James Brown was Jamaican. Wait <laughs> 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 up! Imagine James Brown with dreads. <laughs> oh my God. He's doing the no lingo. But really, <laughs> Swip. You know what? James Brown would be Elephant Man. Elephant Man. I was just thinking that. That's crazy. James Brown would be Elephant Man. Wow. James Brown is Elephant Man. <laughs> He's the Jamaican. Oh elephant my man. God. <laughs> He's the Jamaican mystical. Yo. Wow. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I can see the vision. I can see the vision. What are you trying to do this year specifically? I'm this trying to drop year. my comedy album this year. Dropping comedy album. I'm trying this to do year? a cookbook this year. Uh, doing a marijuana book this year. Mm. Well, we're on the same okay. path here. I'll say. Um, I'll say. I say for you, Bennett. No, okay, no. So I got. Um, Am I starting a podcast? This year? Uh, you she, got, what? She you got Meg podcast she, going. She. Um, I might fucking she. I'm going to do a uh, a tour. I'm going to do a little mini tour. Nice. Um, Can I come? If you can, please. Yeah. Come. <laughs> of course. Why not? Of course. Fuck that. Of course. Please. That'd be please. Great. Um, You'll feel seats. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll open for you on tour. Let's go, Marlon. I'm so let's down. Let's go, Marlon. I'm so down to open for you on tour. Let's go. Yo, Montreal is calling. Montreal is calling, and I ain't gonna be there. Vaccine is calling, and I ain't gonna be there. I really want to go to Philippines again, but uh, Thailand is just gonna be it. So we already know that. Um, I don't know, man. Going to Jamaica this year. The main thing though is recording that album, uh, and 
doing the the one man show album. I'm gonna do it uh, for the newbie night on my birthday, June 28th. Mm, nice. I haven't decided what I'm gonna do mine yet. So, boom, that's gonna be my birthday present to When's myself. What are the Junos? Can you Google that for me? Legionos. Um, I, I need to find out the submission date. I need to talk to Gav. See how I submit. Yeah, more festivals, shit. bro. We need to. We need to get. Our I don't know how to get into festivals. festivals I don't know how to get into festivals. You know how many people? Not, e- not even that. Just comedy festivals too, and competitions. Know. I want to be in competitions. Yo, know, there's, there's, man, there's the comedy brawl. You can get those lo- the local ones. Like I passed the point where I can actually, do, you know, jump on those. Like, like Google Juno's 2020. June, uh, Juno. It's not no? gonna be on there. Uh, Juno, no, 2020s. Juno's 2020. Nigga typed in Juno Awards. Oh, there I'm it a, is. I'm a, I've I'm been a, looking for this this whole time. I'm going to start a Google class for niggas who need search query. Is it qu- queries? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, just um, search query. Search engine optimization. March 15th, 2020. I wonder when the cutoff date for submissions is. Hmm. I'm going to ask Gavin. Gaviscon. Gaviscon would know for sure. Um, Shout out to Gavin Shepard. I just want, you what know, a, these type of people to know that I'm doing it. It's not even necessarily to win a Juno. Who knows if I win a Juno? Yeah. But. The homie Dave Mahesh won one, you know what I mean? I know. So like, that's the homie. It can happen. <coughs> I just love that the degrees of separation are just one. So, like, everything is, is possible. Anything is possible! Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. And I think that would be cool for the city as well. Like, I think Trix is the only person I know in the black demographic of Toronto to have a comedy album that like, well, probably Jay Martin did at some point as well. Um, a comedy album that people just listen to. Well, like it's been definitely been to live recordings. Like I've seen it myself packed houses, like shout out to Jay Martin too. He was there that, that night at uh, West Indies. Gave me some good support. He's always there. I was supposed to be there, but I, I had already been, Looked for another show. Mm. Um, Paul Thompson was there. Yeah, he hosted in, instead. Um, but yeah. I oh, you were gonna it. host it? Yeah, I was gonna. I was supposed to do some things, but um, I couldn't make it. So, uh, but uh, what the fuck was I gonna get? What was I get into? I don't know. Brain fart. Anyways. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's more stand up. More stand up, but. Yo, let's let's. That was my goal this year, and I did it. You did it. You did it for sure. I did it ten did it for sure. way more than I thought yes. I would even. I just stand well, up almost every month this month this year. Well, there's one thing I was hoping coming into this podcast. Sold out my it first was, show. It was it was knowing. It, I really hope that I would learn something from you in this podcast world, mm. and without feeling guilty for just being an energy sucker or, or a dude that's just like trying to like learn from you. I was like. I got to make sure that he learns from me from the comedy side of things. Definitely. You know, we even exchange. Yeah, definitely. We and always exchange you ideas. You know what I mean? And from jump, I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm learning. And for the past two years, I keep on coming back for that reason alone. I'm like, every time, I not only do I learn something about the podcast world, I learn something about pop culture because normally I wouldn't have a pulse on it because I don't give a fuck. Or life. You know, but we start talking Every about week. shit. <laughs> Life. Just the conversations that we have lead to, you know, these eureka moments and yeah, relations you know, crazy. that, like, not only translate to, to 
to life experience, but also to, to jokes, yeah. to material, and to so much I shit. I can listen so, back to so many episodes and just write jokes dude, if I really wanted to. It's it's crazy. It's kind of nuts. We've come up with so many premises and shit on here that like could really, like realistically, we could do it like in the reverse of Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld's episodes were based on the jokes. Hmm. We're doing jokes based on the episodes. <laughs> I think it could work. I'm going to go back. I'm scouring because I got to make the highlight reel of the best of, Ooh. best of the year. What, what, yeah. What was so some be of scouring. your favorite episodes? Um, I, I smoke way too much for that. Come on. You know. I'm well, like, what are the memorable ones that come to mind? Memorable ones? Um, definitely Rabbi throwing all up. All the features <laughs> Rabbi throwing up was one of the top definitely ones. Definitely Rabbi throwing up. <laughs> the cucumber. The cucumber dick sucking one. Yes, those were always good. That was funny. Um, the uh, friggin' what was it? Who's one? Of, who's some? Uh, 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 was it? What was it? It's for my health, sir. <laughs> that, that episode killed me. Um, 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 titty dick. Titty dick. Titty dick was pretty funny. Um. Period, boom, boom. Period, boom, boom. I'd say all boom, boom episodes. <laughs> all are, boom, boom episodes are, are classics. Tens, yeah, right? all boom, boom all episodes boom. are definitely classics. Anything that has boom, boom in the title. All those are the classics. Um, some of my favorite guests this year. Can we Trey, have more foreplay? Peck, peck, episodes. You got to bring the heat, brother. It's not on me. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, man, there's so many, man. The brunch was like a big standout for me this year. Yeah, that was the brunch so fun, was fun, man. man. Maybe she's just a clown gal. Soundbite of the year. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> drop it, drop it. Maybe she's just a clown gal. <laughs> yeah, soundbite of the year comes in right at the end and just steals the show. I, I like, I really love fire burn that rust club. My god, I hate. I love my God. I hate drugs. I love it. <laughs> but my God, maybe she's just a clown gal. That's that's fucking that's fucking gold, gold man. And the fact that I recorded it outside of the live show <laughs> with yeah, my phone. I saw I saw you guys walk out for that. That was hilarious. I was like, yo, you gotta say that again. That's too funny. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for rocking with us another year, man. One whole year, another one, another year. It's been two years. Big up, going? big up to you. I listen to the show every week. You guys are supporting. All the blessings. I see you guys, um, you know, sharing the podcast with your friends, trying to get, you know, other people to listen as well. Like, that is amazing. Yo, at that at that um, Christmas party I was hosting last night, the oh. amount of people that came out to me that were like, yo, we're Gravy Gang. I was uh, like, stop this. Gravy Gang. We all here. GG, my nigga. GG'd up. They, they gravy ganging us, man. That's greasy. Gravy gang banging out here. <laughs> gravy gang banging? Oh, no. <laughs> That's a four-time four entendre. I don't know what a quadruple entendre. Holy oh, shit. No. Don't even ask gang me how. Gang with the gravy. Thang, 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 thang. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to make a song. That's the, that's the song. Gravy, 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 gang, gang. The Toya Thong. 
Bang bang. Inconstitutes. Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys for rocking with us another year, man. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Um, love the feedback that we get, especially on Twitter. Yes. Um, yes. you guys are loving. Maybe she's just a clown gal. Um, <laughs> we love all the feedback that we get. Like, we did a little focus group at the brunch to find out some tips that could help us get the podcast better. That's and we're going to be working on some things in the new year to make this podcast grow even more. So thank you guys so much for rocking with us, man. Um, we really appreciate it. For I know real, Intern man. appreciates it. You know, this nigga. Thank you, Intern. He can't man. buy no we honey appreciate you, intern. without this show. So, you know. Yeah, man. Really appreciate your work, your hard work, dedication to the podcast. Coming here every week. And we've seen the growth. We have you seen too, the growth. We have seen your girlfriend you as well, sir. We've, we've seen, seen the your girlfriend. The Y'all remember the intern used to be in the background like, yes, yes, uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. what, yep, <laughs> okay, and now intern, you know, he'll throw it on one, two, no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> he'll throw it on one, two, no, when he can't hold back his interjection, he's got to let you know that's not acceptable, <laughs> and you know what, they're normally, and when wanted. he gets really high, he doesn't wanted. say a word at all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets high, he be just chilling, taking his notes, so the minutes, yep. And uh, we're working on getting a better facility f- so he could better, you know, utilize his his talents. We need a screen, permanent screen for him. Um, better work conditions, new laptop. Yeah. What year is yep. this? 2019 going into 2020. What year is this MacBook? Oh, this joint looks like a 2014, 2015. 2015? Yeah, we got one. Ooh, it's a 2013. 2013. Uh, we got to work on that. We got to work on that. Um, but thank you guys so much for rocking us once we again. You. Really appreciate you. We're not going to make it a long podcast today because I got niggas coming to my house and shit to do. Um, it's New Year's, man. We it's about New to do Year. Our, it, it, it's, it's like a New Year's Eve. We about to have party right now. And for the first tomorrow. time of the year. Yeah. I'm Marlon. I'm Big Norm. And that was the Extra Gravy. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 